Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. We are going to have so much fun today and learn so much. I have Joey here with We Solutions. She's the owner of it, and we are going to talk about Enneagrams. Yes, yes. <laughs> I keep telling myself, I want to pronounce it some a different way, but I mean, this is such the rage we're hearing now um, on personality assessments. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about it and how you got into and this. how I even <laughs> how found my here? way there. Yes. Okay, so um, Enneagram is a personality typing system. Yes. It tie, it's unique among all the others out there and there are plenty, Right. you know, just to name a few, strengths, um, you know, DISC, Colors, yes. Myers-Briggs, all of those, they all have their place. They've all been used um, oh, widely. Yeah. Enneagram is the only system that types you on why you do what you do. Everything else is a behavior system. This is motivation. So the what's ones. behind the behavior? Because the other ones are like, oh, you're a type A yeah. or you're this. It just kind of yeah. puts you in a bubble. I, kind <laughs> yeah. of. And that it, it very much is, has that feel. So anyone who's ever said, oh, Enneagram's so reductive, it puts yeah. you in a box. I, I say often, well... Your behavior is 100% up to you. Right. It's the what's behind the behavior that is almost kind of predetermined. Kind of why. And all, all the whys. And that's super helpful. It's one of the reasons I started this consulting business, um, We Solutions, where I apply Enneagram to essentially business solutions. So I'll go in to companies ranging from Chick-fil-A to Reliant Energy, mm -hmm. and I'll go in and work with the employees and we figure out their type and that in and of itself takes some time right written indicators don't uh, work very successfully for finding your enneagram type because most written indicators type you on what you do they're asking you questions about your behavior right and and you always want to answer the right like what's the right answer on it so right. like, take it a test <laughs> well and depending on where you are yeah. in life you're going to answer a question on behavior differently one day than you will another right. right yeah and so this kind of breaks through all that and gets to the what's behind that so if you wanted to change behaviors it's helpful first to know why you're doing what you do oh definitely essentially oh definitely Definitely the wise. And with these companies, because everyone's, you know, more, you're seeing more teamworks mm -hmm. um, than ever before. Before it was always like individual. Now people are working in teams, how to really be able to relate and get along with your team members. <laughs> and that's, that's the, the crux of this. I joke often that um, I think it's, it's a bit ironic that I'm doing this now because I, in my careers that span from investments to education uh, to consulting now, right. um, I, my motivation is pretty aggressive. Yes. I'm an aggressively motivated <laughs> individual. I know You know me. So I, I have said for years, you know, I somewhere early in my career, I looked up and I said, I've, I don't know, I don't get this because the golden rule is not working for me. <laughs> I am treating people exactly like I want to be treated. And that is not going well. Right. And what that ultimately means for me, and I'll kind of start bringing in some of these yeah. types. I'm an Enneagram type eight. Okay. Eights are very no nonsense. They're known as the boss often. <laughs> and 
we rub people the wrong way and we don't realize it. Right. So I'm direct, blunt, and firm. Yes. That's what I want from the world. Right. So that's what I offer. Well, turns out, Kimberly, as you well know, <laughs> about 90% of the world do not want direct, blunt, and firm. <laughs> no. And when you get into businesses and, and any any work working space, you know, I think we tend to frustrate one another yeah. and take things personally. And I think with very few exceptions, we don't set out to annoy people no. or hurt them or frustrate them, but it happens naturally. Oh, definitely. Because the, when you look at Enneagram, we're coming at the very same thing that's happening from nine different angles. And I think a lot of times people are wanting to help and they think they're helping, Yes. but then it's how they're presenting it to that other individual. It's really not, it's hurting them. Exactly. Or, exactly. You know, so, so that you, when you, what I love about it is when I talked about those other typing systems, yeah. anything you've already done to build community or build understanding or build culture in a workplace, Enneagram doesn't fly in the face of any of that. It layers really well on pretty much anything you've already done. Right. It just goes a little bit deeper, if you will. Yeah. So essentially the, the basis of it is we are motivated one of nine ways. While there are literally billions of iterations of behavior in the world, right. you can trace that back to nine ways of seeing. And I have been working with this for 25 years. So how did I even get into it? Yes. If, if you are watching this or, you know, you've heard about Enneagram, it is likely that you've heard the name Suzanne Stabile. So I always tell people, if you hopped on Amazon right now and searched Enneagram, one of the top selling books that will pop up is The Road Back to You, co-authored um, by Suzanne Stabile. And Suzanne is my mom. So I, she's an internationally yes. renowned um, Enneagram master. And I learned from her when I was 19 and I'm 44. So... <laughs> Um, it, and what I love is I, there's never really been a time I haven't used it. And now that this is my, you know, full-time job, I get right. to focus on it and go deeper. And so my offerings, um, are, you know, can go in depth based on whatever company I'm working with and their needs. It's pretty cool. Well, then let's talk also about family. Yes. Because you guys also, your husband. We do. <laughs> yes. So, so my husband, uh, we met in college. Yes. And um, my husband, I already mentioned, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. My husband is a nine. So, um, so glad that his baseball coach in college set us up because I would, was probably too intimidating for a nine. <laughs> uh, we have been happily married for 20 years now. We have Aww. two boys, a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. And conflict energizes me. That's, again, part of my motivation. Right. It's not a behavior thing. I didn't choose it. It just does. Okay. It has the opposite effect on my husband. He uh, wants harmony and often sacrifices himself. All nines do for the sake of harmony. They, they really want yeah. that. So it makes them very good natural mediators in the world. Yeah. They like peace and harmony and they can naturally see both sides, which gets interesting <laughs> when you're trying to parent yes. with someone yes. <laughs> who sees it from the yes. boy's side yes. as well yes. as mine, right? So Billy and I learned together at 19. So we've okay. jointly known it. We've, you know, if you add it all, 50 years of knowledge for both of us. Wow. He's finishing his doctorate in education oh, and he is writing his doctoral treatise on Enneagram in education. Oh. So it has a place there. I'm doing it in the business world and jointly we have an, an Instagram account that we started um, about a year ago, year and a half ago on Enneagram and parenting. So yes. we just come at it and look at, we were talking about it all the time as right. parents and in our marriage 
All right, how does this play into families? Yes. Because it definitely does. Oh, definitely, because, you know, kids, parents, you know, we're all different, you yeah. know, and sometimes you can tell one kid and talk to one kid about, um, you know, school, you know, whatever it is, yes. grades, um, and it affects them differently than another um, right. child. My son and I were talking about this the other day because he was um, at school and this little kid, um, he saw him really upset about his math, I guess his math grade or anything. And and he was like, I was trying to calm him down, mom. And, you know, I, I told him he could come to lunch with me, meet me at lunch. And I said, well, you know, he, was, does he have, you know, a lot of influences that he has to make good grades or is he harder on himself? Mm-hmm. Um, I go, I go, how's it at our house? He goes, I'm much harder on myself than you, you are, are on me. me. There it is. Yes. So that already gives me insight yeah. into your son. That And that's what I love about this system. And the way we come at it for your children right. is we say, you know, this is motivation. So you can have an idea of what your kid is, but they need to have some say in this if right. you want to apply this to them because... Uh, it's motivation. So there's something going on internally behind that behavior that you, even as a parent, may not see. Right. Um, we believe Enneagram, your your type, while it's set much earlier, we think it's pretty clear by the time children reach double digits. Okay. So you get 10, 11, that's, it's pretty clear. Okay. Much earlier than that, you can recognize what stance your child's in. So that's how I'm going to, if you're yeah. good with that, break down, at least just give you an overview yes. of numbers and stances. There are nine and we, we what it's tied to pretty intrinsic, intrinsically is uh, your, your native intelligence centers. So okay. all human beings, this is not Enneagram specific. This is human being, right. human psychology specific. We all have three. Okay. Thinking, what do I think? Feeling, how do I feel? Doing, what am I going to do? Okay. As human beings, we have all three, but we can't use them in tandem all the time. So okay. one ends up being kind of our dominant center or our filter, and one falls into support, and then there's one that kind of gets left out. Gotcha. So for me as an eight, I'm doing dominant. I come at the world with something needs to be done. I'm going to do something about it. Uh, there are two other numbers that tend to do that. Um, at, at the very least, see that something needs to be done. Eights, nines, and ones all see that something needs to be done. Interesting. Eights and ones say, I'm going to do something about it. Nines say, someone should really do something about this. <laughs> so while my husband and I both see that something needs to be done, I jump in, he waits, essentially. Gotcha. So the, the, that's part, that's the first triad, that's the yeah. gut triad. You move around to the, those numbers that use heart first, that use feeling first. Twos, threes, and fours, I call it the human-centric triad. Like okay. they are, are aware and cognizant of other human beings. Okay. That's where that um, comes from. And so relationships, interpersonal dynamics, those tend to be the focus. Okay. Well, the other unique thing that's happening with those three numbers is they tend to be a little uneasy inside. So when they go inside, there's some anxiety. There's just a general uneasiness within. Okay. So those numbers tend to compare themselves to other people. That's kind of how they navigate. Gotcha. And then five, sixes, and sevens are in the triad where thinking is the dominant filter. So information, analysis. I think you might be in this one. A lot of, <laughs> there's a lot um, of, you, you know, you, you come at the world wanting the info, essentially. Yeah. yeah. 
and all three of those numbers are fueled more by anticipation. So you've got all of that already as one layer. Right. That's the filter that's dominant. It's most yeah. easy to identify kind of where you need to do some personal work, um, where there's breakdowns in the companies that yes. I work with, right. um, and at home you'll see it, the, the center of intelligence that's least accessed. So I do as an eight and then I think. Feeling is the thing that I don't bring to the table <laughs> very often. It was super helpful to realize that um, where I saw it the most in my own careers is in managing others. Gotcha. So as an eight, I get things done. I'm not naturally a good manager of people because yeah. I'm not bringing feeling to work. You right, know, right. I, I am absolutely that person that says, you know, you're, I didn't come here to make friends. Yeah. I came because interpersonal dynamics is not what I'm right. to have a touchstone to. Right. Uh, there are two other numbers that don't bring feeling really to okay. the table. Uh, threes. Huh? who have it as that first filter, but they abandon it to do. They're very action-oriented. Okay. So threes can read the room. They can do it in the families as well. They, they, like, they can read what's going on, but they still are motivated very aggressively to, to win, to succeed, okay, and to have it their way. And then sevens in that group are in that thinking triad, and they're thinking and doing, but not a lot of feeling. So... What's very interesting with your sevens who are your children or yeah. your spouse right. or your, you know, brothers, sisters, when you think about getting together for the holidays, everyone wants a seven around because they're a lot of fun. Right. They bring a lot of energy, but sevens are motivated to get their way. They have a fun idea of what they want. <laughs> and what's unique with them is they're always so positive all the time because they are motivated to avoid pain. Okay. So sevens will think about being sad. And then they'll think they were sad. They'll say, oh, that was close. I got <laughs> sad there for a minute. Well, more than like, and I have yeah. a, my 14-year-old is a seven. So more than likely, they actually just thought about it. It's very, very interesting. interesting. So that stance is known as the, um, historically known as the aggressive stance. Okay. I like to call it the independent stance. Oh. Numbers who are threes, sevens, and eights. We're all, you know, out there not feeling a lot, not noticing other people, their okay. agendas, you know, it's, it's all about three, that. sevens, and eights. It's more all about what we want to do. It's gotcha. less about, it's less personal and more, this is the thing we're doing. And we don't realize someone else might have an idea. Okay. So think about that in your family dynamics. Three, sevens, and eights are going to uh -huh. be the gregarious, loud ones. They love competition. Okay. They love the games at home, yes. that sort of thing. And if someone else has another idea, they're like, eh, I mean, my idea is probably the best one. Let's do <laughs> Um, the way I like to describe that stance that I am very much a part of, I call us independent. Okay. And the way I say that is the world could be blowing up next to a three, seven, or an eight. Mm -hmm. And we can choose to do something about it if we want, but we can just as easily stand right next to it and be unaffected by it. So think about, you know, people you've worked with or yeah. in homes, you know, that, that child, that family member who things go take a turn and it doesn't seem to phase them much. Okay. Yeah. That's one group. The largest group of human beings are ones, twos, and sixes. So they're in the stance that's historically known as dependent. Okay. I think you're in this one, but you, this would be a test for you. 
ones, twos, and sixes hate the term dependent. They don't even <laughs> like that. <laughs> and there, it has nothing to do with being dependent on others. Ones, twos, and sixes, that name comes from the reality mm -hmm. that if you're a one, two, or six, and this is easily more than half the world, your reference point's outside of you. Okay. You didn't choose it. Right. So if the world's blowing up next to a one, two, or six, you have to do something about right. it. All of those numbers feel responsible daily for making the world a better place. And yep. they set out every day with a litany of things to do to make the world better. Yep. And what they're using is a combination of doing, for sure, right. feeling because they feel very strongly about what they see and right. making an impact and making a difference. And productive thinking is the thing that's left out. It's not mental energy. It's not no. that you're not bright and intelligent. It's that there's a lot of doing and feeling. Thinking is the last one to be picked up. Gotcha. Because of that, ones, twos, and sixes don't have great personal boundaries. So at, in the workplace, they take on more than is theirs to handle because yeah. they feel responsible for it. Right. And there's one right way to do something yeah. that a lot of those numbers think that. And they, they're not, it's hard for these numbers to say no, essentially, okay. because they feel responsible for what they see. Yep. <laughs> so Kimberly, if the world was blowing up right next to both of us, I could stand independent and you would have to do I'm something about it. Exactly, exactly. And so that's helpful in a business environment right. to know that, right? Um, and then fours, fives, and nines. So my husband is in this stance and my 16-year-old is in this stance. Uh, doing is last for them. It doesn't mean they don't do. They're very active, yeah. very accomplished. Uh, but what's happening is they generally do what they like and what they want. Yeah. And if this is someone that you work with, then you tend, they tend to want to um, do things on their timeline. Yeah. Any kind of outside pressure, a due date, you know, a check-in. Think about it if it's in your home, you know, did oh, yeah. you get this done? Yeah. There's an intuitive stubborn response from those numbers yeah. because doing's the last thing they pick up, right? right? And the, what I, where I really see this in family dynamics is their reference point is internal. So ones, twos, and sixes, okay. reference point is outside of them. Fours, fives, nines, their reference point is inside. And so they think that they engage and speak with us at family events, right. at jobs, more than they actually do. They're having all kinds of conversations in their head. The words don't always leave their mouth, oh, essentially. That's interesting. And they, all of those numbers need to withdraw at some point. Okay. Fives more than, than any other. So if you have a five child, mm -hmm. they've been at school all day, they're probably wiped. When they come home, they want to be alone. It's not that they're antisocial or they dislike you. They literally just need to be alone to refill. Wow. Um, if that's your spouse and they're a five, uh, the holidays are interesting because there's a lot of social and family engagements, and that's really draining for fives uh, more than any other number. So those that individual is going to ask you when things begin and when they end, mm -hmm. and often who's going to be there because some people drain from those Thanks. very heady in their mind logical fives. They're just being around people drains them. It's wow. a, so if you know that about your spouse, right? Yeah. Or about your child, yeah. then you can kind of set yourself up for success going into the holidays because they do well. They anticipate they're in that stand, that tribe that anticipates knowing what's coming essentially. Wow. Yeah. So I have just learned. Oh, <laughs> already. Yes. But what's great is that 
you know, now I can apply this mm -hmm. to, I know my family, I know everyone's probably like taking notes today. Right, right. <laughs> and they may want to watch this podcast again. <laughs> There's a like, lot of info. <laughs> yes, oh, absolutely. Um, it, um, you know, take some notes and everything, but if they're interested, mm -hmm. we're going to have Joey's information uh, there. We're going to have your, um, your Instagram account. So if people are interested on the, your parenting yes. advice, I can't wait to read more on it. I'm sure it's going to be very interesting over the holidays. The way, the way we kind of plug that is we say you don't have to be married or have kids to get something out of that account because it's just bite-sized pieces of Enneagram wisdom. So, and we come at it in from the two ways that I came at it today with you. Triads for parents, stances for kids. Wow. Yeah. Well, Lots of information. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, cheers to the rest of 2022. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.